all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking, is a show that explores issues that relate to you and your family. To find out what we're all about, subscribe to the podcast by using any podcast app or by downloading our MPB Public Media app. MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy Women's Health, where we discuss issues involving women's health. I'm Dr. Jasmine Kinsey, Assistant Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at UMMC. There are so many options for over-the-counter supplements out on the market, some replacing important vitamins and minerals, and some designed to help us with various ailments such as hot flashes and symptoms of menopause. How do I determine which supplements I need, which ones are safe, or which ones actually work? We are back for part two. Today we have Dr. Danny Rishon with us. He is a clinical pharmacist at UMMC, and he's going to be discussing this topic further with us. Well, happy Friday, everybody. Hi, everyone. And I've got here again with me uh, Dr. Danny Reich, our pharmacist. And we had so much fun talking about supplements last time. Um, And we got a lot of phone calls that I felt like we didn't get a chance to cover a lot of different things. So I have invited Danny back to hang out with us this Friday morning. And last time we spoke, we talked a lot about multivitamins and replacing vitamin supplements like vitamin D, vitamin B12, um, those types of things. And so today, Danny and I want to focus a little bit about supplements for various ailments we have. How are you this morning, Danny? Doing well, doing well. I didn't take any supplements this morning, but I'm doing well. But yeah, we would love to hear from people and hear their experiences and what supplements they're taking or want to take or have considered taking. And uh, me and uh, Dr. Kensey have been uh, bouncing this segment along uh, for a couple of a couple of weeks and so excited to be back here. So thank you for the invite. Awesome. Well, I do want to start off with just kind of reminding people as we discuss the supplements today, one of the big things that I like to tell my patients in clinic, the biggest challenge about supplements is there's a lot of research around them, but there is so much to still learn. And one of the biggest challenges as physicians that we run into about recommending supplements, particularly in the U.S., is that the federal government does not regulate these vitamins, minerals, or herbs for their safety or efficacy. So a lot of these things that are are over-the-counter, no one is honestly really monitoring these things. So it's very challenging to know if you're getting... What is on the bottle? Absolutely. I, we had done a, um, a little study. Uh, now, this might date me a little. It's certainly older than, than Dr. Kensey's been a physician um, uh, that long ago. And uh, we pulled this um, product that was used for weight loss called Hoodia Giordonia. And it, it's a African cactus product. And they... Um, 
<laughs> it's very rare to find this African cactus that grows in only Africa. And yet there were so many supplements available at every pharmacy. So we randomly pulled supplements and tested it under an analysis thing and, and find that not very many of those pills actually had that supplement in it. In fact, a lot of them had, a, had, had sugar or different things that would be the opposite of the reverse of what you would expect from a weight loss product. And, um, that's, that's very common with these supplements. And, there are some some ways you can look at products and and at least feel a little more confident, but it's not federally regulated. Like they may have a USP stamp or some certification program they go through, um, but they are not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they approved under some kind of protocol um, or even in some cases good manufacturing process. And so, uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a little bit of a hodgepodge and a hit or miss when you when you go for certain supplements. Right. And so I want to I just want to add that as a disclaimer, but I am a physician that, you know, whatever my ailments are, my patients, I want to work with you so that we can find lots of options that you are comfortable with and make sure that it's also safe for you. And especially uh, with other medications and things that you might be taking in the end, I want the benefits, as they say, to outweigh the risk. So I hope that you're getting the relief that you need with minimal risk is kind of our goal. Ultimately, when I discuss supplements with my patients. So although not heavily regulated, I do think that they have uses for mm -hmm, um, different for sure. ailments. And we'll cover that today. But I also just throw that out there as a caution because we're in the world where me, myself, I'm queen of Amazon and ordering online that, you know, sometimes these, you know, different advertisements pop up for this right. supplement. So I'm just saying, you know, be a little weary sometimes. Make sure it's a reputable site before you're kind of ordering these pills <laughs> offline and you don't know, you know, the number of things that pop up. You just don't know. Um, so I just throw that caution out there, you know, when we are kind of looking at different supplements and things of that nature. So I don't want this to take as like, I'm against supplements. I'm all for my patients trying different things. Oh, I just sure. want people to be mindful of what you're purchasing when you're ordering these things offline. Exactly. Exactly. The Amazon part, I never even thought of that. Um, I guess I don't shop as much online. I, I, I'm more of a stand in the grocery store kind of person. And so if you've ever stood in the grocery store and had that wall of supplements that was standing in front of you. And, and most often the, the, the first thing you do is sweat a little bit. And the next thing you do is just start reading and not understanding where you are. Uh, that's, that's where it's best to have stuff like what we're doing here or, um, or even calling your pharmacist out at the pharmacy and coming out to help you and, and understand what might be best for you for whatever your individual case is. So hopefully we can get some callers that we can do that with too uh, today. Awesome. Well, I'm going to hop right in since we're on our women's health segment on Friday. And one of the things that many women struggle with postmenopausal are the horrible symptoms of hot flashes, night sweats, irritability, mood, all these kind of things that come along with, I say, the unfairness of being a woman sometimes. But that's for another conversation. But <laughs> so what options do we have for People that A, may not be able to take hormone replacement because of other medications they're on or other health risks associated with it, that it might be contraindicated um, or that are nervous about being on a medicine for these symptoms. So what are our options, Danny? Well, 
uh, there are a lot of different things we can talk about. And just in the general sense, we can hit things that do uh, symptomatic mechanism of, of menopause and then other things that are related to female aging. So um, hot flashes is probably the primary one. There's immune system things, anxiety, mood kind of functionality that that's actually in the in the premenopausal uh, state. Uh, sleep is critically important. In fact, sleep disturbance probably plays a role with everything. Um, and that's both supplemental and then, of course, sleep apnea being assessed. And then um, migraines as well as another one, headache, uh, just because that can cause a, a reduction in quality of life. And there are supplements you can consider across the board that could augment each of those that we could talk about. So let's talk a little bit about the hot flashes in Night Swiss. What are what are our options? Well, I think probably I'd just talk about two, although I, it, I, I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find a top 12 products for, um, you know, uh, uh, menopausal, et cetera, and whatnot. And, and if you wanted to talk about those things, some, some things along the lines of the flax seeds and the um, et cetera and whatnot. The two I, I want to focus on are the black cohosh and then kind of the isoflavonones, the flavonoids, the um, uh, soy-based uh, flavonones, and that's going to be um, supplement soy, not dietary soy. Dietary soy isn't actually going to do anything for hot flashes, um, but uh, supplemental soy isoflavonones and then the uh, black cohosh. Those would be the two for the hot flashes I would talk about most. Perfect. So tell me a little bit about those. Uh, how do I get them? Are they effective? What side effects do they have? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, both are going to be available over the counter uh, at your local pharmacy, grocery store, etc. Um, varying doses based on manufacturer. I won't get into necessarily that, but varying doses based on manufacturer. A lot of them, one to two pills a day. The isoflavonones can be a little bit higher uh, in terms of number of pills a day. And so from the uh, black cohosh perspective, it's pretty much just a, a, a mitigation of the hot flashes. That's that's pretty much its role. Um, uh, it, it's, it, I don't think it's going to do very much outside of that for menopausal symptoms, just the hot flashes. Uh, the one concern I'd have about it is it does uh, go through and impact the liver. Uh, so people who have things related to their, their liver, whether they're on medications for the liver or they have liver injury or chronic liver disease, uh, those would be the people I would be more cautious about mm -hmm. starting such things. The isoflavonones really just mimic estrogen, um, but at a very low extent. So it's not like Taking a pill of estrogen, the, uh, I, I can't give you a necessary ratio, but it would be a very low percentage ratio. And you can see that in the uh, efficacy of it. For example, um, let's just take hot flashes, for example, uh, 10, maybe 22% reduction in hot flashes versus placebo of the soy isoflavonones, uh, 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 flavones, right? Uh, um, uh, in clinical studies and in meta-analyses. So uh, very low percentage of the correction of the symptoms, but lower rate of adverse outcome too uh, and and lower rate of uh, drug drug interaction with those products um, so that's kind of what you're looking at just hot flash specific things one a little bit riskier maybe a little more effective 30 percent uh, mm -hmm. than the other well awesome well I um, 
not quite reached that yet, but my my poor mom, I think about like I can look at her sometimes and, and I can tell I was like, it's coming on in it. And she's like, yes, it is. Oh, yeah. um, and so it definitely for a lot of my patients in clinic, it can be debilitating. Like you said, it's oh, waking yeah. them up from sleep. It's, you know, affecting their daily life. And so I, I have seen patients have success with some of the over the counter um, isoflavonums. Um, so those are definitely some options. So if you see those over the counter, like estrovin or those are some of the name brands. Just like Danny was saying, just be mindful looking at the label because interestingly enough, some of them have both. When I was kind of looking uh, before preparing for this, I'm like, what is is out there right now? And so I saw some that had like a good combination of both and weren't just one or the other. So just pay attention to your labels when you're looking at those. And we have been spending the first about 20 minutes or so discussing supplements. This is part two to our first uh, supplement talk that we had a couple of months ago where we really just kind of focused on particular uh, vitamin replacements. But this time we really just wanted to dive in some over-the-counter herbal and supplement options for different ailments that many of our patients have. We're looking forward to hear about your questions so we can continue this discussion. Like I said, we discussed a little bit before the break. We were kind of talking about uh, perimenopausal, postmenopausal symptoms of um, a little bit of mood, hot flashes, night sweats, and some of those options such as black cohosh and our isoflavonones um, for the treatment of that. One of the things that came up that you mentioned um, that a lot of women struggle with in that perimenopausal, postmenopausal state, or many of us, is sleep. Mm-hmm. And so finding those supplements for sleep is very challenging because there's not, we worry about so many sleep aids that are prescriptions being um where we become dependent on it. And a lot of people um, get nervous about that, understandably. And honestly, many of the medications for sleep are not designed for long-term use. Even though I've had patients that have been on it for a while, they're really not designed for that. So what are some of our options to help us get to sleep? Well, we can start with uh, good sleep hygiene and habits, right? So that's that's going to be the first start. Uh, things like, and, and this seems impossible nowadays. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, in bed, we watch television. I'm sorry, I do it. It's a it's a horrible sleep habit, but we do it. And uh, I, I don't I don't know. You'll drink caffeine late. Uh, you'll have you'll have a tea for dinner. You'll um, some people actually take their medicine in tea, um, and, and and that'll be to go to sleep. But the tea will have caffeine or they, uh, you know, you'll take certain kind of um, supplements that get you higher or you'll have inconsistent habits with going to sleep. So your time will range from nine to 1 a.m. And sleep habits and sleep hygiene are probably the most important base of understanding if you have a sleep disturbance. Uh, Very important in your premenopausal, like perimenopausal phase, because then menopause itself is going to be another factor. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, once we get to the point where, okay, we have a sleep disturbance, I'm providing or I'm performing in a way that makes sense, we can do several things. The most common one is probably the melatonin. A lot of the viewers, the the listeners are probably considered seen or talked about melatonin with the doctor ranging from one milligram all the way to six milligrams 
two of them. Like, I, I mean, and, um, and that's going to be a, a drug that acts very similar to how Turkey at Thanksgiving acts. It's, it's going to put us in a little bit of a drowsy phase and then we're going to be able to fall asleep in terms of staying asleep. That's not what that product does. Um, then another product would be a valerian root. Uh, now valerian root can come in certain contexts, uh, different ways. Um, but valerian root, very powerful product will absolutely put you to sleep. It is a strong product, but you have to watch out for the headaches that come with the root product particularly and then um and then it does go through the liver we had talked about that as well so it does go through the liver so something you want to think about when you have concomitant medications and the like uh other things for sleep can be uh, anaxiolytics uh supplements for that like a saint john's wort or something that can knock down your anxiety feelings or that thing where the way i describe it is i can't turn my brain off sometimes to to sleep um, and so the St. John's Ward will certainly turn your brain off, uh, but it's going to come with several drug interactions, many adverse effects, some dose dependent adverse effects that you don't want um, as well. So you have to be very cautious with that, particularly if you're on other anaxiolytics or drugs used for anxiety. Um, so there's that's three I believe we've covered. Um, of course, a lot of people will use antihistamines, uh, uh, NyQuil or, or the like, particularly if you do that in, in males, that'll cause um, urinary retention. Uh, long-term, sometimes worsening a BPH. Um, and then you can have tolerance build up to the antihistamine-induced drowsiness effect. Mm-hmm. So now you're increasing the dose. And I think the worst thing, especially for my uh, perimenopausal, menopausal women, is when what happens is right now in the world is happening, where the pollen count is on a ridiculous number. I don't even know what it is, but the other day it was like 195 million percent. And um, and so you have all of these allergies. Well, if you are to- adding a tolerance of antihistamine, your other antihistamines for other things you're using it for primarily, it's going to have a little bit less effectiveness long term. Mm-hmm. And so now you, you find yourself doubling your dose of your Zyrtec, whereas you weren't doing that before. Well, maybe mm-hmm. it's because you're taking the Somnus to sleep and the Somnus is essentially a antihistamine. Uh, so a few, just a few things that we can consider for sleep in addition to being assessed for sleep disturbance formally, like mm-hmm. via a sleep study. Right. And of course, you know, there, we do know, uh, that there are other causes for issues with insomnia, but, uh, Danny and I were like laughing at the break because I, I am, a. I consider myself an old woman at heart because I literally go to bed each night with tea. And I mean, like fresh leaf tea. I make myself. I get some honey, hot water, whole nine yards. And thanks to my best friend who knows I love tea, she found me this tea called Beauty Rest. And it has valerian root mm-hmm. in it. I didn't even really know about valerian root until she bought me this tea. And then I started doing all these studies. So sometimes I, I will have my tea. And it really does help me go to sleep in a pretty oh, peaceful yeah. sleep. But just like you said, I don't use it too often because of the concern of the uh, liver kind of interaction, but also it mimics a benzo from my understanding. So when I say benzo, it mimics like Xanax or Valium or something like that. So then I got all panicked about like dependence on my valerian root tea, which again, the studies don't really show that, but I space it out just because it has the similar mechanism. But It's an inhibitory product, but it it absolutely works. It's going to put you to sleep. Uh Uh, The only thing, it isn't necessarily going to keep you asleep. It's 
got adverse effects, it's got drug interactions, you have to use it cautionarily. I, I would only use at low, low doses, but um, and the tea is low, like yeah, that's usually, be a very yeah. low dose. Because so. there's a pill form, and I'm pretty sure right. what I do in the tea is not no. what is. But that's it. Just makes me laugh. So thanks. To, shout out to my best friend. I get some rest now because every now and then I'll, I'll have my tea. So we are going to take a call. We actually have Garth who's on the line from Tupelo. Garth, how are you doing this morning? Hi, thank you for taking my call today. Um, I'm finding you about uh, some problems that my wife has. And just to paint the picture for you before we get into it, um, she has she's one of the very few people in the area who has an absence of an inferior vena cava. She has COPD and asthma, and she also has latent factor five. But uh, we also don't, unfortunately, are able to afford a health insurance for us, so we have to be very careful about what we choose to do to try and keep healthy. But she's been feeling some uh, on and off, some throbbing in her legs, a bit like a pulse um, in her veins. Uh, it comes and goes, and it's been annoying and upsetting her. We wonder whether or not that was something we urgently need to deal with. And the second thing is, I believe that you can have something like an angiogram or something like that where you can actually uh, look and see where the blood flow is going through the body as opposed to uh, normal sort of scanning that one does. Yes. So, so Garth, that I'll be honest, that's a challenging question because, you know, definitely when you have multiple health problems at, at play, you know, it's, it's hard trying to decide like what needs immediate care versus what can wait. I will yeah. say this, if you know, if you're feeling what I would consider, you're almost kind of describing like a pulsatile, almost mass yes. to that nature. It's one of those, you know, sometimes that can be indicative of an aneurysm or what it may be. So I, I that's one of the things that I I would kind of hate to tell you to wait on. I right. mean, I know the concerns of, of not having um, insurance and what that's going to cost. Um, but, you know, I definitely think that 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 that's something that needs to be evaluated right away. But I will add this um, as well. We do have the Jackson Free Clinic here that is open on every Saturday. If you Google Jackson Free Clinic, it's run by our medical students um, and I and many of my colleagues, many faculty at UMC. It is staffed by the faculty and our residents in training. So you are seeing, you know, physicians at UMC um, at this free clinic. And it's a wonderful option. It's free to you. We do lab work. They provide medications as well. Um, so, you know, based off of what you're describing for your for your wife right now, I would say that that w- I would consider that something that needs to be evaluated right away. Maybe even the ER. I'm not quite sure how long it's been going on. But just in the future for for health care, the Jackson Free Clinic it is a wonderful resource um, that can also help you um, in, in different situations as well. Thank you. Would you happen to know what the hours are of the UNC Jackson Clinic? I have one. Oh, my gosh. I hate to misquote it, but, but I feel <laughs> I usually get it's like the time I get there versus actually. start. I feel like it's like eight to three yeah, around like, that yeah. time. If you go to their website, you can actually go ahead yeah. and schedule the appointment and um, or you can even call. And so it'll give you all the details on there. But it's Jackson Free Clinic. Right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate that. Do you anything? Do you know anything about 
the scanning where you can see the blood flow through the body? Yes, sir. That's an angiogram. So we, so they yeah, inject yeah. into your blood vessel a dye right. and take several pictures, and they can actually see what the blood vessels are looking like. If there's an aneurysm, if there's a bleed, whatever it may right. be, um, that is a test uh, that can be done. And in an emergent situation, it's done uh, different ways. You can either have like a, a you know, pretty much look at any yeah. artery, whether it's the brain, the chest, the abdomen, legs, whole nine yards. Yes, sir. I think the, the concern, well, not the concern, but the what we don't know is because of the fact she's got this miscarriage, absence of an inferior vena cava, how the blood flow is coming back, which we think is probably all a lot of the issues that she's having. So it would be interesting to see where that's how it's getting back to the heart. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're Thank welcome. You, and, I, and I wish you guys the best of luck. Take care, Garth. And Jackson Free Clinic is open 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday. Okay, so I have been clear. So I think my producer here is telling me 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, jacksonfreeclinic.org. Thank you. All right, have a good one, Garth. All right, we're going to move on to our next caller. I have Susan from Memphis. How are you, Susan? Just fine. I wanted to see if you had an opinion on the supplement juice plus. I don't have much of an opinion on Supplement Juice Plus, but there are different varieties of such juices. I'm going to go ahead and just put Juice Plus to see what ingredients might be in the one you're taking. I assume you are taking the Capsule Supplement Juice Plus. Is that correct? That's correct. The vegetable, the fruit, and the omega-3. See, that's the the thing. that There's going to be... All these different, I know there's a Juice Plus Cranberry and a Juice Plus Vanilla and a Veggie and a, and all these things. The uh, So I'm going to go ahead and try to find that specific pr- uh, blend product for you. Uh, I assume it's a garden blend, so I'm going to go to the garden it's, blend. It, no, it's, it's three separate capsules. It's, uh, you have three different ones. Okay. Um, oh. Let's see. I have a veggie capsule here, and what I'll do is I'll just kind of look, and this is this is good practice for for everyone uh, when you're looking at this. You want to look at the supplemental facts. It's going to be a small um, uh, box on the back of your uh, on the back of your product, and in this case, and I, I don't know that this is your exact product, ma'am, but in this case, it looks like uh, there are some daily fruit, daily veggie, and uh, a lot of that is the vitamins A, B6, C, B12, uh, folate, a little bit of E, and some selenium, uh, and then there's a blend, and so those blends will have different very low-dose products in them. Like, for example, this one says a little lactobacillus which is uh, more of a, a common product for uh, your, your yogurts and your different uh, uh, replacement bacteria. However, at 20 milligrams, it's probably not actually going to do very much. And that's the, the issue. These blends will have blends of apples and strawberries and, and beets and onions and garlics and et cetera. And they'll put them in these large milligram contents. And they may give you some of the, let's say, isoflavonoids. They may give you some of the um, polyphenols or antioxidants, essentially. Uh, but it's not going to give it to you at a level that is going to make a significant significant clinical impact. Uh, it's going to be low-dose blends. More so what you're getting out of the Juice Pluses, um, and especially the ones that I'm pulling up that kind of mirror what it is you're bringing up, are going to be uh, very large vitamin replacements in the A, C, E, and B 
categories um and then maybe a little bit of a replacement of selenium or chromium or 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 something that they'll throw in lutein something that they'll throw in so that they can make a claim uh for example if they throw in lutein they can make an eye claim and so it'll be juice plus for the eyes um and then it'll have a little bit of lutein that you would get in a standard multivitamin for eye health um and so that that's about what i see here in terms of cost uh what i was seeing on just amazon it looks like uh, $24, $25 per, per box or per, per uh, bottle uh, with two count bottles of 90 count. And you got to take, it looks like two a day of each bottle. Um, so that's $25 per month, essentially, is what it comes down to. And uh, that's, a, that's a pretty standard cost for that level of vitamin replacement. And then with the blends, you're getting a little bit of maybe antioxidants, maybe a little anti-inflammatory if you have the fruit blend, um, maybe a little bit further vitamin replacement if you have a, a veggie blend with like some vitamin K if it's leafy or something like that. That would be my take on it. Do you have any specific questions about your Juice Plus products that you wanted to ask or just kind of the summary of it? Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome so much. Have a great one. I want to thank Robert for being so patient with us. So we have Robert here in Yazoo City. How are you this morning? I'm fine. I'm on a blood thinner walking, and I was on Xerato before that. Had no symptoms. Now... My hair is falling out, and I have a stiff back every morning. Is that the symptoms of warfarin? Well, hey, Robert. Uh, so uh, warfarin, well, first, I think you were on uh, Xeralto and then warfarin probably for thinning your blood related usually to risk of having a clot, like something, an arrhythmia in your heart or you had a clot in your leg and you're just long-term having your blood thinned. Um, long-term side effect of Coumadin or warfarin can include hair loss or alopecia. Um, that's that's That can occur. Uh, less so with the other products like the Xeralto product. Um, in terms of the sti- – in, in, so the answer to that is that certainly is possible. Um, and with the stiff back, I, I think that probably comes more so with what we're doing in our lives, aging normally, rather than being related necessarily to the Coumadin. Um, like – like uh Robert, for example, my back's kind of stiff too, but I'm not on the 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 blood thinner. I'm just getting a little old um and so i I think that's probably more so related to your function than it is the medicine now the blood the blood thinner can thin your hair cause alopecia um if if you would like, we can talk about supplements related to that as well that are over the counter. however, uh, before we were to do that, if you suspect an adverse effect of a medicine that you have that's a prescription the the main uh, thing I'm going to tell you is you need to call your doctor and have that discussion with with your physician, primary care physician, nurse practitioner, or provider. Uh, so that would be the first step. But if you want to hear about alopecia related supplements, we can talk in general about those. Uh, no, I have a lot of hair. I mean, a tremendous amount. I'm 72, and I walk about four and a half, maybe five miles a day. It's according to the weather. I'm going to have to walk less now. Uh, it, but all of a sudden, since I begin to walk, and I wake up, my back's still for about 15 minutes at the morning. And it only started when I, uh, maybe a month or two after I started taking the warping. 
and I take about five milligrams for five times a week and seven milligrams uh, two times a week. Sure. And uh, that's a very reasonable regimen to, to start off. And, of course, warfarin needs to be monitored very consistently by your warfarin doctors. Um, and I got to tell you, Robert, you, you walk in more than me, my man. I, I, uh, I, uh, I'm not getting five miles in. So uh, I'd say at 72, if you're going five miles, you, you're, you're doing pretty darn well. Uh, now, I am sorry about that first 15 minutes. Perhaps take that first 15 minutes a little slower. Do some stretching before you go to sleep. Uh, check your mattress and your pillows out. Like It, it sounds like it might be more environmental than medical um, related to how your back's functioning because if it was medical it wouldn't just happen for the first part of the day it'd probably be happening consistently at all times and limit your ability to walk um, but otherwise I in terms of the the, the thinning as long as you got a, a good bit of hair and at 72 a lot of men don't have a good bit of hair uh, I'd say that you're you're probably doing okay there but just mention the thinning to your primary care doctor that's giving you the warfarin just so that y'all can assess that at your next visit I mentioned it to him. He said, well, I'm bald-headed, so you're doing better than me. And, and he does my but and I'm doing about, every 30 days, I run about uh, 2.2 to 3.1 on my warping. That's so, great. That's yeah, great. And I had to quit everything, beer, wine, cornbread, uh, beans. I mean, but I'm alive. <laughs> I appreciate it. You got okay. it. You got it, Robert. And, uh, and, uh, I, and, you know, enjoy over there, Yazoo City. Make sure you put on sunscreen when you go out for those five miles. I will. Thank you, sir. All right, bud. Thank you so much, Robert. Um, that's awesome, Robert. You have motivated me because I have really been slacking on my on five miles. On, I don't need no five so, miles. So yes, so I hope <laughs> I'm doing that well at seventy two, Robert. So I definitely want you to keep it up. So we are going to move on to our next caller. I have Miss Claudine from Jackson. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, you are. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. Well, good morning. How are you doing this Friday? I'm doing good. Uh, I had a kind of rough, rough night yesterday, but I'm doing much better today. I'm happy you're doing better uh, today. So tell us a little bit about your call. Well, I, 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 I saw a, a thing on, on the Internet called Steve Harvey's Elevate You, and it's called Vitality Daily Greens. And I thought I was doing it for my husband, but he didn't want to try it. It said boost your energy, improve uh, gut health, and uh, recharge your cells. The first time I made it was a smoothie with fruit juice and all this and bananas and that in it. And that's how I said, well, I'll try their method, which is about 10 ounces of water, 10 to 12 ounces of water, plus a scoop of their powder. And I was fine until about um, two days ago. I began to have stomach aches. And, uh, like, I, if I was hungry, I was really, really hurt. And I just couldn't do anything without, because I didn't feel good. So yesterday I decided to go to bed very early. We had a long day. And I just went to teas and ginger tea and lemon tea and nothing else, like, in, in between. Yes, ma'am. So um, I, I, I'm going to defer a little bit to Danny about some of, the, of what might be in that supplement, but I will throw this out in general about sometimes a lot of supplements that our patients start. Many of those, uh, particularly smoothies and health supplements, are oftentimes high in fiber. Um, and those, and a lot of times those smoothies and things use fiber to help you feel full faster, help with the gut health and help with those types of things. But one of the most common side effects that you can see in many of those supplements 
treatments that people are doing, particularly those smoothies, is sometimes people can't tolerate those higher doses of fiber. And so you get lots of cramping, lots of gas, abdominal pain, some people nausea. Um, So sometimes it can be something as simple as that, but I'm going to get Danny's thoughts on it as well. Okay, so... This hey, uh, how, how are you doing? Uh, this is the this is the new. So Steve Harvey pushed this, if I'm not mistaken. I think they actually put his right. name on it. Yeah, um, and they, it's like 150 bucks. Uh, it's not inexpensive, right? Have you bought it? I bought it. I don't think it's $59 for it. Okay, okay. Maybe there's coupons and whatnot. Uh, As I understand it, it's got multiple blends in it. So one of them is, yeah, so one of them's greens. So it's like eating wheatgrass, kale, Uh is it barley? Barley, alfalfa. Okay, so it's got that in it. So that's fine. I mean, taking greens, you know, raw greens, it's it's fine. Um, Then it's got uh, probiotics. I know it has probiotics in it, so I'm not going to talk very much about that. I think both Dr. Kenzie and I are pro-probiotic people Mm -hmm. in general. However, it has like probiotics, digestive enzymes. So if it's making your stomach do something different than what your stomach does, that's not a surprise to me. You know, so that's Mm -hmm. that's one thing. I believe it has that mushroom stuff in it um, that we talked about last time. And of course, those can have high antioxidants and and those things. But then there's like 40 different types of these mushroom blends. And I don't even see specifically what types of mushrooms other than shaga mushrooms that they're using. Is that called cardiceps? Well, um, cordyceps, yeah, 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 and uh, uh, I, a, a, a shy mushroom, yeah, shaga, mm-hmm. uh, main mus- mushroom, and that's about all I see. Okay, so just cordyceps, shaga, pretty much, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know maybe a little anti, what do you want to call it, inflammatory oxidant mm-hmm. kind of stuff there, uh-huh. and then the mm-hmm. last stuff I, I see is it, it talks a little bit about free radical. So if the free radical, probably what's in it is the old school, like they, they used to do this raspberry extract, um, uh-huh. raspberry ketones they used mm-hmm. to call them, and then um, either a blue or a blue, a blue or a bilberry or something that they're putting in there so they can have a more potent antioxidant polyphenol blend. Um, oh. So I wouldn't, I would expect probably a little bit of that is in there. And then yeah. is that about right? Okay. Well, good. All right. Well, at least I'm getting it right. Um, uh, and so that's, that's good. And then uh, what else? It says a uh, energy complex. Typically those energy complex are going to be things like super bees. Um, in, in other words, they just charge you up with something like a, a B vitamin or something that, uh, has housed itself in a higher vitamin content or is a blend in some way for that. Um, I, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they had a little bit of like a product, for example, like a, a big herbal that has uh, turns into caffeine in the body. So you feel a little energetic after you take oh. it. So that wouldn't be surprising to me. And I think that's probably what it is. Um, There's something called m brand. It has also the organic root, uh, beetroot powder, um, okay, ancient peat, and and apple poly I can pronounce the word. Yeah, so that that's kind of fallen right in line with what I was saying, right? They they'll mm-hmm. they'll give you uh, either a blend or a product that will stimulate short term energy, so you feel something when you take the product. Do you, do you okay. see what I mean? So that's probably yeah. whatever their proprietary blend is that they've purchased um, mm-hmm. and put into this 
is it a bag? Like, how do you take it's, it? It's a bag. It's a bag. It's a bag. comes scoop in it, and after you put the uh, one scoop of ten to twelve ounces of water. But I use the first time as, as a smoothie mixture. Got it. And okay. I, I are fine. And I did the same thing uh, this week, but yeah. I still had a funny feeling stomach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a blend, my friend. You're not you're you're adding things your tummy's not used to, and and you're, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna cause something happening. And I don't know that necessarily all those things are things that you yourself need. Um, right. Yeah, you might be better with just a little bit of uh, a B complex vitamin, a multivitamin, and and then reassessing your greens that you eat on a daily basis might be all you need to do. But see, what they do is they'll they'll propagate this kind of in the media or what have you, and they'll put a big name on it. And Steve Harvey's certainly yeah. a very high quality, like good person. And so right. I'm not saying the product is bad, uh, but is the product for you? I, I'm not going to yeah, yeah. hundred. 20 bucks like and i'm probably not i'm i probably just do some kale smoothies and some um you know a multivitamin and save yourself 100 bucks a, uh, a month right so um that might be what i would recommend but it's not that you're doing anything that looks dangerous i don't think it is dangerous i think it's just something that if it changes what your gut floor and your stomach's doing that's totally expected because it's not something you normally intake okay thank you so much you're welcome Thank you. We will finish our kind of segment with our last call here from Mr. TC in Macomb. How are you this morning, TC? I'm doing great. How about y'all? We're pretty good. Oh, that is good. That is good. I just wanted to try and catch y'all before the end of the end of the show. I uh, just wanted to ask a question about the uh, the garlic uh, supplement uh, capsules, like in the uh, pretty much in the in the vitamins aisles. Uh, I have a uh, Cuban, which I've heard all kind of myths about garlic, uh, the cloves and all this stuff. But like he was telling me, like back in the ancient days of the warriors, the gladiators, like, you know, they used to take the uh, the garlic and it, it heals a lot of stuff. But I'm a pretty healthy guy and I take uh, B12, the vitamin, multivitamins. But, you know, I was trying the garlic. I got garlic powder and all this stuff, but I decided to get some garlic, the capsules, like one per day. But then I just I noticed I kept having a uh, mild headache like two days, but I would check my blood pressure and it would be just normal. And I was just wondering, like, is, is there a good reason or a good purpose to to take garlic like as a supplement every day? Uh, so great question. Garlic probably one of the most um, one of the oldest uh, supplements that's been taken. A lot of time we'll have dietary garlic. You mentioned it, garlic powder. It's it's for cooking and baking and the like. Uh, that's going to be really void of any clinical benefit medically. Um, the more uh, more of what you were saying, garlic supplements in the pill form, and then there are there are multiple types of garlic. There's a kawaii garlic. There's there are the different types of garlic. I, I'd say the most effective. Uh, things that garlic can do is it will lower blood pressure. Uh, I think is is especially the quai garlic and the high quality garlics. Many meta many studies, including meta analyses that combine those studies, have demonstrated lowering up to seven to nine points systolic blood pressure reduction. That's absolute. It can do that. Now, if you don't have high blood pressure, I don't really see the purpose to that in terms of your headache. I, now, whether that's affiliated with the garlic or not, I'm, I'm not terribly sure. Typically, it's more GI like uh, burping, belching, GI upset, stomach pain, etc. 
Uh, but I'm not going to say headache can't happen. I think headache, nausea, and vomiting are listed on every uh, medication that's ever been invented. Um, I do think that garlic has a couple other uses. One of them certainly wouldn't be for you, but uh, endometriosis, actually, in the past. Um, and uh, I think garlic has some evidence for that. Another one would be uh, like a, a peridont, like endo, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, peri- peridontitis, like gum infection. Like uh, you can take garlic for a year or two and it'll treat the gum infections uh, long term or, or, or mitigate that issue. Uh, something that's being looked at now, which I think will have benefit, is in fatty liver. Um, I think that comes from probably the blood pressure reduction in addition to some of the fat manipulation in the body of high dose garlic products. Uh, but those would be the areas for garlic use. And I, I don't know that any of them fall into your relatively healthy category. So I don't think I'd recommend it in you at this time for any specific clinical or medical purpose. But you still use the garlic powder in your cook, and I think it tastes good. Um, but in terms of the supplements, you know, Mr. TC, I don't, I don't think so. Okay, okay. Well, I, I just sure appreciate it. And because, uh, like, I got the uh, blood pressure risk monitor thing, you know, and I check the sure. blood pressure every now and then, and it'll be just a little high. And for the first time, it's always in the red. But it's the first time it was in the green. I told my mom, I said, that's weird. That thing ain't never been in the green on me. Well, that's that's kind of what the garlic does. It yeah. does lower blood pressure by so seven to nine points. So I, that I wouldn't I wouldn't anticipate as an issue. So maybe you were getting a little bit of benefit. But I'd have that conversation maybe with my primary care doctor first and do it in, instead of doing a, a wrist, do a, a, a good arm blood pressure that's nice and accurate. All right, all right. Well, I so appreciate the answer, and thank y'all. Y'all have a wonderful day. And don't forget, yesterday was the first day of hurricane season, so just stay ready. <laughs> You're right, though. Thank you so much for your call, TC. Well, thanks again, Danny, for hanging out with thanks us and an- answering our questions about supplements. Um, this is Southern Remedy Women's Health. is a production of the Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and generous support from listeners like you. Today's show was engineered by Jay White. I'm Dr. Jasmine Kinsey. Join us next Friday at 11 for Southern Remedy Women's Health on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.